Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is December 14th, 2020, close to the end of the year. God damn, 11 days till Christmas. Are you, uh, How are you doing on the Christmas shopping? You know what? I had an amazing night the other night, David. It's a perfect way to start. I was out with my sons on Saturday, and uh, we had, we'd spent the day in Coronado, and we were just kind of driving around seeing lights, and I had said to them, uh, we should drive down to Dave's neighborhood because Dave's got a couple of neighbors and these guys, it's like a movie, man. They <laughs> they challenge each other and they try to outdo each other with the lights. So I said to my sons, uh, let's go check it out. And so we were making our way down here. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, let's jump into Barnes & Noble. Dave's got a really cool Barnes & Noble right down the street. And I said, let's jump in there because I want to take a look. And see if there's maybe a couple ideas for your mom. So we go in, and I said to one of the people working, I said, um, hey, where do you have, like, the signed books? She was super helpful. She goes, oh, you know, we used to have a table, but they're kind of out and about. You can find them. So I said, okay. Well, I was able to find a book that I wanted, and I tracked down my sons, and I, I saw this employee. So I said to her, Hey, thank you very much. I found what I was looking for. I appreciate your help. And she said, can I ask you a question? And I go, yeah. Is your name Jeff? <laughs> and I go, yeah. And I'm standing there right next to my son. Yeah. And I'm thinking this little shit probably did something wrong. And now I got to pay the receipt for it. Yes. Right? Probably broke a window oh, or shit. tried to steal broke a, a window. <laughs> Bengals CD, did something, right? <laughs> Little shit. And uh, I'm like, just don't hit him in public. Just don't hit him in public. <laughs> and uh, she said, hey, I wanted to let you know, me and my husband listen to every podcast. Did you cringe when she said that? I, Dave, I, I tell you all the time. I thought it was the nicest thing. It is really nice, but I cringe at the same time thinking people listen to these conversations. All the time. Yes. And it's Kathy. And the nicest lady, and so she got one of her coworkers over. Yeah, and got a picture. It's me and Kathy, Jack, and Cade. And she was so nice to Jack. Said, "Hey, my husband John and I heard you on the show. You did such a great job." And she said, "When you asked me earlier about the book, I thought it might be you, but I didn't think you would be out without your sons." And then she goes, hey, I had to tell Jack, stop throwing a ball around in the store, which made me very happy. <laughs> and uh, it just, David, made my whole weekend. So Kathy and John, uh, thank you so much. And if you are ever down in East Lake, is that the Otay Ranch Mall? Yeah, it is. Go into the Barnes & Noble, find Kathy. She's going to let you know whatever you need. It's an amazing store. And uh, I just, it was fantastic. That's she cool. sent me the nicest direct message on Twitter later on. But I just, uh, I couldn't be more thankful to her for saying hi. And just, so then we go out. And my kids, as soon as I get out the door, oh boy. We don't need to listen to this, do we? <laughs> How all of a sudden you're such an icon. Do we need to hear this all night? Is that what this? Yeah. Boy, they're at that age. <laughs> so you're really in for it for the next six years. I go, nope, you guys don't have to hear it, but guess who does? And they're <laughs> like, who? I'm like, let's call your mom. So we called her and she's dying, right? She goes, what'd they do? 
I go, they were incredibly nice until we got out the door and they're like, calm down. Calm down, superstar. But uh, Kathy and John, thank you guys very, very much. We appreciate you. And Jack and Kate do too. It is really strange when somebody recognizes you from your voice, isn't it? Yeah, completely. It's uh, it's funny. When we first started doing this, doing radio, I should say, the one thing I really loved about it is I had such a, a fear as far as being a shy person my entire life yeah. that I always said it was like being the San Diego chicken or the Philly fanatic. Sure. You could do stuff all the time and nobody knew what you looked like. Yeah, the anonymity. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And then... Um, when I started doing some TV at Fox 6 and you start getting recognized, mm-hmm. I hated it. You know? It's weird, and, right? And, well, I honestly, I hated it. it was like It was complete anxiety. It felt like my heart was coming through my chest and where are my kids and am I keeping an eye on everything? And I never no. ran in any creeps at all. No. But at the same time, it changed the game from what you and I love to do to you're on TV for four minutes a night, if even that. And then- yeah. All of a sudden, people feel like they know you, so they want to talk to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't my kids hated it. My especially Jake hated it that somebody wanted my time. I'm with my dad. This is my time no. with my dad. Don't take time away. But I always appreciate anybody that listens to the show. The show oh, so that good. we always do is our personalities, our creativity. Yeah. You know, we're tr- literally we use the word show as this is show business. We're we're putting on a show to entertain you to hopefully. Keep you from changing the station. TV, it's not like that. We're reading scores and highlights, and you're fucking done. I mean, the hardest <laughs> part of TV is is Heather Myers throwing it to you, and hopefully there's a conversation that lasts yeah. three seconds It doesn't sound stupid. Well, the thing about this show is, this show has always worked because we appeal to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. See Steve Woods, miserable Padre fan. Pete Guys Pun- in prison. Yeah, guys in prison have loved this show. Pete and Point Loma, Billy, Stevie Verismo. Yeah. That's our people. Yeah. And then for some, and we, we're we right down there with you. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying we're any better. If if Stevie Verismo and Pete and Point Loma were doing a show, you and I would be the two guys paying five bucks a month to hear it. <laughs> have you ever gone to see anybody before you were in this business to see them what do, do a mean? remote? Oh, sure. I went and saw uh, Steve Mason do a remote. Did he really? I saw... Uh, yeah, I saw Mason do one. The Charlie Browns. I saw, you know what's funny is I told Saw this story, and he, th- Saw, to his credit, thought it was great. He loved it, because Saw and I have a, a different kind of relationship, and like I said, we're, we're cool now, but when the Super Bowl was here, and it was the Redskins and the Broncos. Yeah, 87. Yeah. They had Radio Row. Yeah, at might, the, might have been, sorry, it might have been 88 January, but it was 87 Yeah, season. January of 88. So they had a little Radio Row set up at the Marriott downtown, the mirrored Marriott's. So we were all fired up. We go, well, let's go down there. You and I have done Radio Row. Dave, it was two fucking stations. It was Saw for Mighty 690. Yeah. And it was Craig Morton. Doing a show for KOA in Denver. Really? That was it. Wow. So we go. There's nobody there watching. They're set up in like a a bar or whatever. And we just had the best time. We go down to watch Saw do a show. And I told him this and he laughed his ass off. He loved it. I go, you know what I remember about that goddamn day, Saw? Nope. What's that, Bubba? How great I was? I go, no, you asshole. What I remember was every break (laughs) you would come over and your stubby little fingers were clearing out all the beer nuts from our table. 
And the lady would bring a new bowl, and then you'd be back in your next while your taped interview with Fred Edelstein was running. <laughs> and you'd clear us out again. And Soft thought that was the funniest shit ever. He thought that was the funniest shit ever. He loved it. Because you came down, I go, dude, I had a blast. Oh I had God. an absolute blast. But I remember seeing Mason do a show. Uh, I don't remember like KFMB guys ever doing it. Yeah, the only time I think I ever went to go see a remote was it was it was Hacksaw. Where was he? Mile of Cars, the Nissan or whatever. No, what, it was right like over Masa here. Nissan. Yeah, Mile of Cars was a national city, and uh, I went to see him. And there wasn't like there was nobody there. There were probably at least twenty people standing in front yeah. of him. He would not acknowledge the crowd during breaks at all. Like he really. Was, yeah, oh, he was is, great to us. Which is funny because Hacksaw usually is that oh, kind yeah. of guy. He wants you to tell him how great he is. I yeah, mean, but he, he's he's a pretty engaging guy. Well, he again, there was nothing. I was like, look so at this weird. guy. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things we say weird about Lee, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was strange. But yeah, it literally took time out. Said it's a ten minute drive. I'm going to yeah. go over and and see it. But I was just kind of curious. And then you and I have done so many remotes over the years, where some have been fun and some haven't been fun. Yeah, and. Um, it's always great when someone says, I take time to listen to your show. Oh, it's the best. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, right now, the way Twitter is, the people are so interactive with hosts all the time. Oh, right. It's, uh, it, it is great. I mean, even when you and I are doing you know, this show, it's it's fun to go through some of the Twitter people that like our show or send us messages oh, that so funny. Are, are, are extremely nice. But once in a while, you get a whack job, but not too many. No. You know? It, it, it's been so cool, but... The female demographic for this show, I'm always so incredibly proud yeah. of. I'm so incredibly thankful for. I know you are too, Dave. So meeting Kathy the other night and having her say, hey, I listen. And Rose just said something the other day too on Twitter. And I love Rose because she just stirs it up, gets people all fired up, gets liberals fired up, gets Republicans all fired up. And I just, I dig it. And somebody had written a tweet saying, what podcast do you listen to? I mentioned this last week. And she retweeted it and said, I only listen to one. It's my guys, Dave and Jeff. And so when, when I met Kathy the other night, she goes, yeah, she goes, look, you lose me sometimes when you talk baseball, which I laugh because so some people tell us we don't talk enough baseball. Exactly. But they all have said the same thing to us, which I, I think means a lot to you as much as it does to me. Which is, she said, you guys talk real life issues, which I can relate to, which John, her husband, can relate to, uh, which Rose has told us, Geekster has told us, Tracy Waldron, and, and so many of the others. And that means a lot. Yeah. You go, yeah, it's great. So uh, that was really, really fun. So I think I we've always had a, a better female demographic than most people that do what we do. The you thing know? that always bothered me, and I would fight all the time with sales staff and program directors, is that they would ignore that there was a female audience for sports talk radio. And everything we did was always men 25 to 54, which I get it is a huge part. But look, you're married. I was married. Anybody who's married understands who runs the checkbook. The, the wife does. The wife always runs the checkbook, right? So I said, why aren't we doing more things to acknowledge, hey, we're really, really happy that the female sports fans in this town listen to this station or listen to this show, why are we ignoring them? Yeah. It's crazy. I don't care if it's five. So what? There are five people listening, and maybe they tell five people, right? The old the shampoo commercial. I've always, I've always found that shit so annoying 
that the female audience has been ignored and it continues to be ignored. And, and so, uh, Dave and I didn't really do that. We just were always, we always laughed. And then we, as Dave said, we go into panic mode thinking about stupid shit we've talked about. Like, God, like if we were at dinner with Kathy and Rose or any of the others that listen to this show, right? Katie Temple, Joe, any of them (laughs) listen. Not a chance in hell that 95% of the things we talk about on this stupid show would come up at that dinner and they're like, ah, oh, we listen and laugh. I'm just like, ah, oh, am I sweating? Am I sweating? Did I pass out? I just stand up. I feel like I hit the ground. Yeah. But that is, they that keep is coming fun. back and I appreciate it. When we did the show when you were married, did your wife listen to the show? Um, so it's funny. No, but she, you know what? She would like, it's like, she didn't care. She, and it's, I mean, was she a listener? Like she got up at six in the morning and turned it on when she liked it is she always said, if I was stuck in traffic or something was going on, she goes, you guys would get me through it. Like that was really, really great. But I also think too, that who you are on the air and who you are at home are two different people. And so hundred percent. Yeah. For us at least. Yeah. Who you are on the air and who you are at home are two different people. And so, yeah, she's like, I hear all that shit all day. I don't need to listen to it. But she came to the building. All she wanted to do was meet Rickards and Chainsaw, which so, is really funny. Yeah. So I was going to say, what did she listen to when she wasn't listening to us? Yeah, what was her? She was listening. KGB. To That's funny. KGB. But she, um, she. So when, when we got married, she kept her last name yeah. because she was an attorney. She was doing dependency law, families, the whole thing. Some really kind of edgy things. And now as a public defender, and I remember we had about a two-minute conversation when we were engaged. And she said, hey, would it bother you if I kept my last name when we got married? And I go, no, because I don't want your people knowing me, and I don't want my people knowing you. I go, I know who you're going home to at the end of the night. Same thing for you. It's cool. So that was never um, a point of discussion. But she was always incredibly proud of this show. And uh, so people in her office knew, you know, that we were married. We didn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal for us. Did your family ever say anything? I never asked you this before. Family say anything about her keeping about, her last uh, yeah, name? Yeah, about not taking your name. Look, the the funny, we laugh about this shit all the time. When when we got married, when we got engaged, we had talked about having a destination wedding. Now we have people that friends that have gotten married in Mexico and all over, right? We had talked about uh, doing Carmel. We were going to get married in Carmel, and oh god. Oh, that's a long drive. <laughs> and hotels there are expensive. And she just called me one day and goes, you know what? Why don't we just get the fuck out of town? And why don't we just go and elope? And I'm like, where do you want to go? And she's like, what about Maui? I was like, whoa, because I'd never been to Hawaii. So we we took much more shit about that. About really? going, oh, yeah. Every, her side, my side grumbled about that. We couldn't give less of a fuck. Because we went away for 11 days. We didn't have to worry about, is this person okay? Is everybody getting along? We just had 11 days to hang out. She was pregnant at the time. And uh, we um, rode to Hana and all these different things. 
Uh, we were telling our sons that the other day because they, you know, somebody was bringing, uh, one of her friends is getting married. And we said, when you do it, just do what's right for you. Like, do what's right for you. Yeah. So, no, I don't think any, I mean, you know her, Dave. No, no, no. I'm just and curious. You know I, me. Just, I just curious. My sister just got married in October. She didn't change her name this time. Yeah, no, uh, but, but. Ernie knows where she's going home yeah. at the end of the day, and he, he knows how lucky he is, and, and I knew how lucky I was. So, no, I mean, you know her, and you know me. We ain't yeah. give a fuck. I have like, a bunch of friends whose wives did not change her name. I mean, but, honestly, more than close to 10, I would say. Yeah, but mine mine really was why I was such a supporter of it was because of the people that she was dealing with. She was dealing with some people that were on the wrong side of the fence. And she was paid to do a job like she's paid to do a job now as a public defender. And that's not always the easiest job to do when the <laughs> spin of the wheel comes up and you get that client, but you have to do it. And um, I, wanted, I wanted to keep that separate. And so she wasn't, yeah, she was there when, um, Remember the guy at 1090 that was leaving me the really weird yeah. voicemails? Like, this guy was leaving me really strange voicemails. And the other guy he was leaving him for was Saw. Yeah. So me and Dave were just like, whoa, listen to this fucking maniac playing him. Saw calls the cops. I feel threatened. I'm nervous. I have a family. So next thing you know, shithead Mike Shepard, duh. I need you to hang around till like noon. I had to fucking sit there till noon because two cops are coming in from wherever because goddamn Saw was had the jelly legs yeah. about some fucking guy leaving him messages. But it turned out that they pressed charges. This guy hired a public defender who knew my wife, and she's like, well, we're fucking calling you as a witness. We're calling you as a witness because you don't feel threatened. I was like, yeah, I'll tell the truth. I'm not worried about it. So, like, this is going to be great because uh, you're right there and you have the tapes because they heard all the tapes yeah. that the fucking guy had left for me and then saw, you know, well, tension span of a flea. Uh, <laughs> big interview with Bruce Marshall couldn't fucking show up, so they dropped it. But... um. But we didn't, we just did not want, we didn't want sports talk people, you know, bugging her. But I, I really didn't want, I didn't want any of those people that she was dealing with uh, and continues to deal with, you know, saying shit to me about what she had done or hadn't done for, for the people in it or anybody yeah. impacted by it. Cause man, that's a grind. That's a fucking grind what she does. So, no, nah, I was always cool with Next it. thing you know, we have the La Mesa Strangler showing up to our station. <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching the end of The Office, finally. <laughs> Toby and that fucking Scranton Strangler or whatever. Won't stop, shut the fuck up. Yeah, coming on to pick up a t-shirt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just shows up with a nylon over his head. Dude, I remember, <laughs> I remember Axel with that bullshit. Remember that? That fucking guy. With his khaki guy. shorts and his tube socks and his sweatshirt. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I got burned in a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I just. So, no, she she listened. I mean, there and she loved it like on the weekends. That's the only thing, Dave. The only thing that would be fun now about going back. And God damn, I just keep seeing stories from people. 
25 years, 30 years at stations that are getting blown out. And, yeah. Oh, my, I mean, Mike, we just yeah. talked about Mike and Judson going through it. The only, only thing that would be kind of fun is to do it right now so yeah. my sons could hear it. Because the last time we were doing it, uh, 2016. Yeah. So they were eight at that time. They, you know, <laughs> when you're eight, they don't give a shit. They're like, whoever they were, you know dinosaur train or whatever the fuck they were crack brothers they didn't care about us but they hear some of the podcast and, yeah and they're cool with it so yeah that's fine that's uh that that's very funny no it's uh i was curious my wife never listened to the show which i love the fact she didn't yeah. listen to the show and then there'd be people she worked with that would tell her what we said and then she'd come <laughs> back and give me shit at night i always say if you work with her you know her please don't tell her what we said because she doesn't take time to listen to the show yeah she doesn't hear the full context no and then at the same time she, it's not like she was listening to you know jeff and jerry she just didn't listen to the radio in the morning no she drives to work it's five minutes away and and she never turned the radio on yeah i kind of that's funny that's one of those things about my wife that drives me a little crazy is that whenever i get into her car the radio is always off what is that? That is strange to me. Like, yeah. I, I cannot, I have to have sound going. Either I'm making Always. a phone call or I'm listening to the radio. I can never drive without some kind of noise. I'll freak out. I'm so impatient. Like, I'm just so, I don't know. There's a there's a goddamn great song by the Blasters called, and I'm shaking. There's a point in that song, I think I always get the Alvin Brothers screwed up. I think it's Dave Alvin singing. He's like, I'm so jittery. <laughs> you're like, fuck, I'm just always on that goddamn button. I'm like, um, the goddamn Alvin Brothers. I don't know if it's Phil or Dave, but who sings, but he's like, so jittery. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just, like today, I'm driving to Carlsbad, and I got Ben and Woods on, right? Yeah. Goddamn, they're just droning on and on and on. And I love these guys. About the Aztecs not making a bowl game. Who gives a fuck, Who right? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? And Ben eventually circled around to, and, and they did. They circled around and said, well, look, maybe with the new stadium, it gets them out of the goddamn Mountain West because we're sick of hearing the New Mexico Bowl. Which you go, yeah, that's true. But it's no, any other time, you go, oh, yeah, I want to. I kind of want to hear this out. So it's no reflection on, on Steve or Ben. It was much more reflection on me. I'm like, fuck, I'm so bored. Get that shit out of here. You know, it's funny. I flipped on their show this morning at 5. Okay. And they were complaining that Google went down. Okay. So, oh, yeah, so they Paul lost their Steve. Google Doc. And I'm listening. Jeff and I used to run our show off a of Google Doc. And so I understood what they were saying and how the liners are gone and everything that yeah, they need to read is, is out. And I... Okay, I listened for the first five minutes, and then it goes a little bit longer, and then I turned it off, and I went, what am I doing? These are my buddies. Yeah, right? I felt That's weird. Me. I turned them off, and I was like, <laughs> I did this it was the first thing. time I went, oh my God, they just bored me that I turned them off at a habit. And but you I, know what I, you didn't do? You didn't go to 1360, did you? You know what? I did at 6 Who o'clock. Who was there? Okay, this made me laugh. Is So I flip on, because I want to know, because Hartman's been bitching, didn't yeah. want to do the morning show, and Hartman comes on, and he says... Guess who's back? Me. Like all angry and shit. I haven't slept. I'm driving all fucking night from LA. Here I am. Not going to go to bed if I fucking drive in at 2.30 in the morning. Guess who's back? And then he's, then he pulls this move. Look, a lot of people really don't seem to care that Costa and Judd are gone. The response has been outstanding since I've been back on, in the Oh, mornings. my God. He did uh, not. No, he completely kicked him in the balls. Nobody misses. As a matter of fact, people are writing letters and making letters. phone calls to management. 
that Steve is so great, this is where he belongs. And he fucking says it. He says their name, which in radio, the whole thing is once a guy is gone, right. you, don't, you don't mention their name They're on there. disappeared. And he mentions Judson and Costa, <laughs> and then, he's, and then he draw, says the response was so over, overwhelming, overwhelming, I'm back. Well, guess what, Steve? We get the fucking book. Oh, my God. And that show had been a zero point fucking zero. I hate to say it because I love those guys. Yeah. But unless you come rolling in at an eight point fucking zero, you need to just roll home to your fucking air mattress and your pizza rolls and zip it. <laughs> Dude, even if he got a zero point one. He's killing it. Oh, he's killing it. <laughs> to go from a zero zero to a zero point one would be amazing because it hasn't happened in 12 months. If that fucking maniac. Is like you said. What if he's like a point four? Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I love that guy. Dude. That is so fucking. You knew crazy. it was coming. Oh, I knew. I couldn't believe he kicked his buddies right in the nuts. Oh yeah. Hey. And he he loves bringing them up. That yeah. Fucking guy. That's why Hartman is just. He's the greatest because he absolutely. He's another guy that couldn't give less of a shit what they tell him to do. He's just gonna do his show. God damn, I got to go up to Carlsbad tomorrow. I got to put that idiot on. If I hear that idiot say one thing about, so is he down in San Diego? Yeah, he, he had to come back to San Diego to do it. So he does the news in LA on Sunday nights, and then he's so driving back. So Sunday night football, so he had to be there to the end of that, yeah. right? Yeah, and then he says that he, uh, by the time he gets home, it's like 2.33. He goes, well, I'm not going to bed. I'm just going to stay up. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> they are just going to. They're oh, going to kill Hartman. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. So they don't have to pay you that contract. I have no idea what the fuck their angle is. I just was like, Jesus, dude. Judd and uh, Costa were your boys. And then all of a sudden, just a big kick in the nuts. And how great am I? <laughs> you know that emoji? I don't know if you have it on your phone. You don't have the iPhone. But there's yeah. the emoji where you know, you're know you looking for the crying face or the heart or whatever. And then yeah. there's that clown that shows yeah. up. That's Hartman. Hartman's the clown. <laughs> but the great thing is. Like, if he did that to us, I would just fucking laugh. Anybody else did it, you'd be like, who, who the fuck are you? But I'd be like, if you know him and fucking just love the guy, because he's just, I mean, I loved him when he was just on the air. But then you get to know him and you go, this guy's just a fucking maniac. <laughs> he is but a he, maniac. Oh, my God. Yes. But such a great dude. Uh, sorry, we're watching the Browns game and the two-point conversion just went through. Um. Like you go, he's fucking harmless. He, oh yeah, harmless. Yes. I, I, Steve, can we say this about Steve? I don't think I'm talking out of school. I think Steve may have the biggest ego, yes. of anybody in that building. I agree. But at the same time, maybe be genuinely one of the nicest people in that building. I don't think Steve means any harm. I think Steve. No, no, he's not a dick. No. Yeah. Or a backstabber. No. Or anything like that. No. So that's why I think if you heard it, I think, I, I won't say for Judd and Mike. I would just say if I heard it, it would fucking, I would love it. Because I'd be like, well, show me the letters. Like, show me yeah. the handwritten letters that have come in. But it, he doesn't mean any harm. I don't think, Dave. Right? No, no. I don't think so at all. I'm thinking, you just said something that I'm trying to think in my head right now is the guys that you've known over the years in San Diego who have the biggest egos. Oh, well, shit. Steve might not be in the well, top 10 in that building. When you go Carl yeah, DeMaio. Yeah. Well, Hacksaw, and sports-wise, Hacksaw is a one, ego-wise. Uh, what about what about Cilio? What about Kaplan? Okay, Hacksaw. Ha I mean, come on. Hacksaw is... Is Saul holds... bigger than Kaplan? 
Oh yeah, dude. Kaplan's never said, "Tell me how great I am." No, that's true. And Cap, the other or thing, or I'm is, fucking brilliant. And that's the other thing. Cap, Cap goes in the same category as Hartman, where you go, "Well, fuck." They may have that personality, but they're for for us, they're fucking genuinely great dudes. I tell you, I'd put uh, I'd put Hartman in front of Kaplan, ego wise. Steve used to say shit to us like that's stuff true. that didn't make sense you at know, all. Yeah, that's true because. Because Scott, you can say whatever you want about Scott. Scott has been and still, I think, is on the sidelines. He's done it for CBS TV consistently. He's Westwood One consistently, including Thanksgiving Day games, playoff games, right? Like big assignments where he's been there. Steve told you that he'd been offered Monday Night Football. Yeah. And I think Sports Center with Keith Olbermann. Yes. I don't know that he hadn't. No, I mean, but But I would think most guys, if they got offered that, might have taken it. Steve. (laughs) But I love that shit. Again, we've known Steve, God, fucking almost 25, 27 years, I think I've known Steve. And every time I would see him, it's been like years in between, it always turned into everything that he's turned down. Yes. Look at him and go, fuck, man. Shut the fuck up. Like, it just wore you out. Hacksaw, I yelled at him one time at Charger Park. Saw so yelled at Steve? I, no, I yelled at Saw. Oh, Saw, so, yeah. I, I got because it was just him and I in a room. This is before we had a falling out. And then when Jake passed, Saw was extremely nice to me. So uh, a lot of stuff I forgive Saw for. Yeah. But we were just back in like 2002. We're at Charger Park, just him and I and that goddamn media fucking. Um, in the trailer? In the trailer. And he's doing the radio voice, and of he's course. talking loud as fuck, and there's no one there. And finally, I just went, shut the fuck up. There's no mic in front <laughs> you, of you. you I know just that? said, enough with you. And I called him by his real name. I'm not going to say his real name. Paul Bond. Yeah. I said, I said, shut the fuck up, Paul. There's nobody here. Like, I just got so fucking mad at him, dude. Do you know who I did that to? At Petco Park, I fucking did that to Billy Warndell and to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. God, just sit there trying to watch a game, and those two guys are fucking arguing about who knows Chuck Benaric or something. I go, hey, shut up! What the fuck's the matter with you two? And they just fucking they laughed and laughed. I go, god damn! I don't have the option of switching the dial to Hedgecock here. Shit, can I just watch the pods lose in peace, please? <laughs> you got to tell the story of what happened to you today. I bet you crossing the line in the gas station. All right. So we have this game, and I called my friend Ben. So we have this game, and you see it all the time with me and Mark Grant. And I'm telling you, I invented this game, and then fucking mud runs it into the ground. Somebody on Twitter played it so fucking good the other day. We were taking, we're talking about driving or something else, and uh guy said, hey, thanks, Danny Ungaius. And I go, Danny, I got us. That's how you play it. If somebody goes, hey, I really like this movie or I love Christmas, then it's always thanks, fill in the blank. But Mud always does the easiest answer of all time, which is always like, hey, thanks, Santa. Instead of going, hey, thanks, George Bailey, Burl Ives, Johnny Mathis, right? Yeah. Do it with a little creativity. We appreciate it. So then... uh, it has escalated to phone calls. 
So I'll call my buddy Ben, who's a scout from the Nationals. I'll call Mud. And as soon as you see it's one of them, it's always just the most random person. Hey, what's up with you, Turco? Right? What's up with you? <laughs> just anybody. Anybody in the news. Yeah. Right? Hey, what's up, Nate Robinson? Just anything. So today I'm getting gas and I'm in La Costa and there's a Union 76 station right right next to the La Costa Resort. So I'm sitting there and I'm pumping gas and uh, a guy comes out and he comes out. He's probably an older guy in like his 60s and his hair's just perfectly quaffed like La Costa, right? And he's got the sharp collar and the fresh <laughs> press khakis. And I, without even realizing what I'm doing, I just blurt out, hey, what's up, goody two-shoes? <laughs> now, I've not used that phrase in 40 years. I don't know who this guy is. Luckily, he didn't hear it. So I immediately call my, ba- my buddy Ben, and I go, you know, at some point, we're just going to get the shit beat out of us because <laughs> we're going to pop off. And it reminded me of a great story of Ben's brother, Tommy. My buddy Cheech was a chef at Yogi's in Cardiff, maybe the all-time best sports bar in the history of San Diego. And they're playing, you know that game Golden Tee, the golf game, Dave? So Tommy and my buddy Cheech are playing Golden Tee, and this is way in the back of Yogi's, the old building on uh, San Alejo in Cardiff. And all of a sudden, it's like 11.30 at night, and some guy walks in, and he's got a gray vest on over a white shirt. So Tommy, kind of playing a version of this game, just yells out, Hey, who invited the waiter? Well, the waiter just proceeds to just walk back and just smokes Tommy right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And my buddy Cheech said, Tommy's holding his eye. Hey, what the hell was that for? What's that for? And he said, the late Jimmy Orlando who Jimmy O's and Del Mar were uh, named after, Cheech. Tom goes, I couldn't do anything because my two backups were fucking laughing their ass off. Go, you fucking had that coming, you fucking big mouth. Shit. I'll sit there holding his eye, trying to play golden tea with one hand like a fucking dipshit. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't know why this guy died today. My day's going fine. I'm not, nothing's wrong. I'm just hanging out. Beautiful day at La Costa. Hey, what's up with you, Goody Two Shoes? I'm like, Jesus. It's probably Steve Garvey. Okay, it looked like, <laughs> like Steve Garvey with gray hair, like a younger Jerry Dunphy. And I was like, what the fuck is my problem? So starting tomorrow, I'm going to be better. Sure. What do you mean, sure? Sure. That's a promise. Oh, boy. I know tomorrow I'm a better person. (laughs) I told Dave, I go, fuck, I'm going to show up down here with about nine stitches over my eye and a nose that looks like Vinny Pazienza. And you're going to be like, what happened? What happened? Goddamn Marty Levine beat the shit out of me at the goddamn 76 station for me being a smart ass. Yeah. Fuck's the matter with me? Oh, my gosh. All right, I want to ask you, we're watching uh, Cleveland and Baltimore, but big news out of Cleveland today. Now they're getting rid of the name Indians. And so uh, this has been a lot of talk for a while now. Even, you know, before they went to the Washington football team, Cleveland's Mm -hmm. been talking about this for a while, getting rid of the name. It's not going to happen 2021. It will be 2022 is when they're going to uh, obviously go ahead and change the name. 
Just curious, does that put pressure on the Braves, for example? Oh, sure. Because And the Braves sound like, fuck that, we aren't changing shit. I mean, look how long it took us to get rid of the Confederate flag in the South. We aren't yeah. changing the name Braves. We're keeping the name Braves. But you have other teams. You have the world champion, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. You have the Chicago Blackhawks, which yep. was interesting. You as a hockey guy know when they were showing different uniforms that the NHL has out, mm-hmm. they basically did everything they could to not show the Blackhawks jersey. Wow, okay. It was, it was like different angles that didn't show that one jersey that the yeah. NHL is like, this is a hot topic right now. But when you hear the name change, number one, does that surprise you? Does it piss you off? Does it you say it's, it's the right time? What's, what's your thought? Uh, with everything going on, Right, the Electoral College, uh, the the Dr. Jill Biden story that came out, right? They they got people fired up and rightfully so over the weekend. Uh, I felt like that just kind of that kind of got hidden, right? It kind of felt like the 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 baseball team changing the name. I almost felt like it was on page three when it should have been above the fold on page one. Dave, I loved it. I loved it because. Look, there are clearly enough people that are offended by that name, and and we just live in a different time when changes need to be made. Yeah. And so now, look, I'm not the guy to tell. I, I would just say if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chicago Blackhawks or the Atlanta Braves, I better get together with local leaders – of, I mean, you could do it right here if you were in San Diego and it was the San Diego Braves. Well, I would be getting the leaders of Saquon and Barona and Viejas and a bunch of the local tribes, and I would get together and say, walk me through it. Yeah, because, are you offended? Yeah, are we doing this wrong because we don't want to do it wrong? And if they say, well, no, we feel like, you know, Honoring the Chiefs yeah. is is honorable, and we're okay. Great. Can we work together <laughs> so people know that you guys have signed off on it? Or if they come back and go, you know what? We don't like it. Yeah. We don't like the logo. We don't like the tomahawk chop. We don't like any of it. Hey, then it's got to go. No, I, th- I thought it was cool. I, I really did. It caught me off guard because with r- the Redskins changing, you felt like you had heard talk of it coming for a couple of weeks, and then it happened. And then all of a sudden, just this morning, we saw it on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, when you think about Chief Wahoo and and other things that um, have been associated with that baseball team over the years, yeah. yeah. Well, the logo used to be crazy offensive. Well, yeah. With the giant teeth and the feather. That was that was Chief Wahoo, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so... I think uh, the Braves was Chief Nakahoma. That's right. Yeah. And so, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, look. It, I would do it exactly the way you said it. I would, I would sit there and get together with as many uh, groups as possible and say, "Are we doing this wrong? Tell us where we're offending you." Yeah, I mean, think about the fact that the Washington Bullets changed their name, however long ago, fifteen years ago, if not longer, to the Wizards because they didn't want to do anything that was associated with crime. Yeah, and that was embraced, but right now. You you still have teams where it's up for discussion. Like it, it's just it's very very weird. But yeah. but good, good for the ownership of of the Cleveland baseball team to get it done. I thought that was really really cool. 
And, and again, the way I look at it is I'm not Native American. So I'm, exactly. I'm not, you don't ask me. I mean, I can tell you what I think as a baseball fan. I'm not, number one, that's not my team. Two is, hey, if you're offending people and you're in a business and you're going, we're in the process yeah. of wanting to sell merchandise and get people to buy tickets and we don't want to be known as a hate organization. Uh, yeah, I um, agree. And so if, if someone is saying, yeah, you know what? We are offended. Someone that actually matters. Yeah. It, yeah then it's, it's time to make the change. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I guess if you look ahead and you say, okay, we're going to do it for 2022, but it feels like you could still pull everything off and you could just be Cleveland for, for next you could, year, You right? could be. You could probably be the Cleveland baseball team. You yeah. could do what they did with Washington. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it feels like they could go they, that they route. It's, uh, you understand, I mean, uniform-wise, you could easily change that one, but it, there is a process. People are like, why isn't it now? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, you want to get the name right. You know, if you're thinking about a name, you want to make sure that's the name you want to stick with for 105 years like they stuck with Indians. Yeah. Two is there's so much goddamn signage and yeah. merchandise and everything well, that goes into it as well that maybe they just go, you know what, we can clean house on all this old merchandise and uh, and get, get everything out of the way before we start brand new in 2022. I don't know if the same rule applies, so I, I surely don't mean to imply that it does. But it's one of the reasons why the NBA refused to let LeBron change his number last year was a lot of places had the LeBron. What was he going to change to? He's still going to change. Not this. They wouldn't allow him to do it this year because only two months in between. But after this season, he's changing to number six. From 23. 23. And Anthony Davis will take 23. Okay. So, yeah, they, they have, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, if you're Adidas. Yeah. Well, and, Nike's the, the uniform Nike. maker, yeah. And you go, man, we know we're going to sell LeBron 23 jerseys. Okay, let's get them going. Get those printed up. And then all of a sudden, you can't have anybody. Yeah. Player come in and go, hey, man, we're going to change the numbers. So you go, okay, we'll work with them. And LeBron was cool about it. Yeah. So you'll find a way. And now it, it works for everybody that you have the opportunity to – to move those out. Yeah, but you still see people wearing Miami Heat six yeah, jerseys yeah, or Cavs do. 23 jerseys. Yep. It'll work. I mean, and it's because LeBron's such a big star. Remember when huge. Kobe Kobe passed and his yeah. daughter was number two. Quinn Cook changed his number from number two to 28 because he didn't want to have anybody wear number two right after that. He wanted to leave it for her. And then he's yeah. now switched back to number two. Well, the NBA obviously switched that in three days. Sure. Fucking Quinn Cook. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal, but when it was LeBron, it was it was a big deal. Yeah, really, really big. So, But cool. But, yeah, no, good for Cleveland. I like that story. Yeah, so I was just curious to know. I mean, again, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a the right story. thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Again, I'm not the wrong person to ask, so are you. And so, I mean, as far as – I don't know when you, when you learned this. I remember maybe, fuck, social studies in sixth grade when they explained Indians and Christopher yeah. Columbus and how he thought he was in India. Yeah, and that's why it was the Indians. It wasn't yeah. Native Americans. It was so uh, Christopher Columbus didn't know where the fuck he was. Well, I tell you what, if they change it to the Cleveland Crackers, we're gonna have a whole new show. <laughs> whole new the, show. The white guys. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, they should. Jesus, it's uh, it's the name that that is the lead name is Spiders. By the way, Spi why is that? That's uh, spider is every list I've seen. I've seen a, like top ten list, and everyone says spiders is the one that's that's gaining uh, momentum. Really? Yeah. All right. And if it wasn't for the Rockies, they said they would go with the Rockers would be the name because oh of the, yeah because of the Rock the and Roll Hall Rock of and Roll Hall of Fame. That'd be all right. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Those are just some of the names that are are you know going back and forth, and 
different things like that. A lot of things haven't happened in baseball. You know, obviously it's slow. Obviously this time of year, we'll see things pick up as we get closer to spring training. The big names still out there. For the Padres, the one thing that was said today on MLB TV that was one of the things we kind of heard about when we were wondering why Mackenzie Gore wasn't called up. We're yeah. hearing that he had, he had the yips. And Harold Reynolds said on uh, TV this morning, he goes, the Padres broke Mackenzie Gore. They need to fix it. And I'm like, well, who the fuck's responsible for breaking them? You know? Yeah. In what sense is he me- saying they meaning broke Meaning he can't find the plate. He doesn't have his location that he used to have, that he always had the same thing. Someone changed something in his delivery. And this is, again, just not me saying it. This is yeah. the stories that we've heard for now three months, that Mackenzie Gore is not ready because all of a sudden he has location problems. I thought the interview Dennis Lynn did in The Athletic was really, really good with Mackenzie Gore. And just saying that the the here and there and not really having the ability to settle into a routine – in 2020 impacted him more than anything, right? That he just, he didn't have that ability where you have spring training and then get the full season at double A or triple A. It just, uh, it couldn't, he just couldn't get on track because pitching at USD and however they were doing it and, and all those things, some guys were able to find their way, right? David Weathers was able to find his way. Patino was yeah, able to find his everybody way. Everybody but Gore. Well, I don't know about that. Morion, Weathers. I mean, as you said, the guys, they all came up and threw strikes. Yeah, but but look, Dave, I'll tell you the other thing, too, that you look at is now all of a sudden you're looking at um, what's it going to take to keep Tatis, right? What what is the number to keep Tatis? And when you look at that for the 60-game season, if you have the ability to give Gore, I mean, look at Paddock last year. Paddock was yeah. a wreck. But if you have the ability and, and things go as hoped and you have a full spring training and Gore's able to get back did he, into did, that routine. Well, I didn't see, I didn't read the interview. Did, they, did he ask the question, what were you doing before they announced there was going to be a season? Because a lot of guys said there wasn't going to be a season, so they closed it down. Was he working out? Yeah, I, I mean, I just kind of focused on the main part where he was just saying it was – the inability to get into a normal routine impacted him early on. But remember, he he if they had moved on, if they had beat the Dodgers, he was on that list of guys that they could have called up. So he he could have been ready to go at that point. He wasn't left off. He was kind of on the reserve team. And then knowing what happened with Clevenger, right, and uh, and where they were at Lamette. with Lamette, we don't know if Gore would have come up. But the fact that Gore's clock hasn't started and now you might be able to give him uh, a full spring training and get him rolling, yeah, let's just see. And I think it's way too early to freak out about Gore. I don't know, man. Of course. I, I, you're the guy who's no. ready. You're, you're the guy making defending him. I don't understand why you are. Uh, Everyone knows Larry Rothschild has fucked up everything. Well, what, not, how, not, how do we know what the, he did the, over the, there? The New York Yankees, man, he fucked up that staff. The Yankees fired his ass for a high well, school I'm not coach. not defending Larry Rothschild. And, uh, Sonny Gray says that guy fucked me up. He goes to the Reds. He comes right back. I want Sonny Gray on the phone. Call okay. him right now. So, I want to hear him say Sonny Gray hates his fucking guts. You can hear it on the CC Sabathia podcast. He rips the fuck out of him. He Everyone says not. Larry Rothschild has, has blown his time. But and Larry I'm curious Rothschild about, wouldn't have been over there at USD. No, but Larry Rothschild would have been there when they were sitting there getting things together. Maybe he saw something and go, I want you to start doing this. Because oh, ex- explain Paddock then. You, explain Paddock. Well, I can't. I, I mean, name one thing that Larry Rothschild has touched that you go, hey, this guy is better than he was. 
No, I'm not. Def- I mean, what ha- what you happened to all these fuckers? Completely changed all of it. What ha- I'm not, no, I'm saying you everything. Me about Gore. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm saying like everything. Larry Rothschild. Rothschild is responsible for it's this entire pitching staff. Fucking Kirby Yates fucking sucked and got hurt. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. They're apples and oranges. You're asking me where we're at with Gore, and yeah, then you changed my po- it. To but that's Larry my point. Rothschild. Yeah, I think it's one guy. I think it's oh. one guy that came in and fucked up this entire thing. Yeah. If you remember, Dave, you should go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. There's all the old podcasts there. I said fucking fire Larry Rothschild, but I don't know. I mean, let's see what happens. I don't know. This fucking team, they stay loyal to guys for a long, long time. Which they, which they shouldn't. I'll be honest no, with you. They shouldn't. They've got a major development development problem in that system right now. Yeah, but I'm saying you asked me about Mackenzie Gore. What Mackenzie Gore And that Gore was said, my point. From Mackenzie Gore to everyone else since Larry Rothschild has been there. Mackenzie Gore is supposed to be in the starting rotation this year. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't sound like McKenzie Gore is ready to be in the starting rotation in 2021. Well, I think you have to see what happens in spring training. I mean, I think if you would have gone back, if you go back two years ago tonight, if we're sitting here in 2018, we're talking about Chris Paddock. I think we probably would have looked at Paddock to maybe be in the rotation in 2020. But Chris Paddock went into spring training in 2019 and dominated. Yeah, and 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 you want him traded now. Oh, yeah, I'd move him in yeah, a second. Yeah, I was saying you've given up on him. Yeah, done. Patino throwing those, that goes getting flat fastballs doesn't but, look great. But I think staying on Mackenzie Gore, let's see what happens with the regular spring training and get him back in for, I would think he... Here's a game you play your entire life. Now, my, that's my point, is Mackenzie Gore, either something changed or he turned it off and says there wasn't going to be a season in 2020 for me to be ready. Because this is been. something you've been doing since you're six years but old. The, the problem How the fuck is are you not ready? Be a pro. But no, Well, nobody knows what the fuck they were doing at USD. Well, nope. I know exactly what they're doing. They're playing interleague games every fucking yeah. day. They were in a scheduled rotation. But you coach enough. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If your guys, if you're just playing interleague scrimmages all day, right? Just your team. Yes. All day, all day, all day. And then all of a sudden, you ask your guys, who's your biggest rival down there? For me in baseball? Yeah, Benita uh, Vista. E- who's e- your... Oh, Eastlake. Oh, fuck. Perfect. Okay. So now, your guys have just been throwing in. Like, you know what it is, Dave? Some guys, and I think they're saying some of this too, they, they wonder if it happened with Paddock. That it's just, they wonder if just throwing in empty stadiums fucked with his psyche a little bit well i don't know about that man i don't know as i said i always think the guys that well, are the best of the best say they don't know if there's a crowd there or not no, I got that it. it's in between what's happening between the white lines they block everything out anyway yeah i mean there are guys the veteran guys that went through but paddock to me is a whole completely different story than than mckenzie gore for me what gore said in the interview was that he had trouble getting into a routine but nobody was allowed to go watch him. So whatever you're hearing, whoever said he had the yips or he had this or that, I don't know where they're getting it from because nobody was allowed in. I'm not making excuses yeah, I'm for guessing. Him. I'm guessing Gore's routine was he pitched like a starter every five days. We haven't heard anything about him being a reliever. You yeah. Five days on, you pitch, you get four days off, you're pitching again day five. But who's he? who's he? You're just pitching against your guys, right? Yeah, those are professional Ona. baseball players. Oh, I got it. C.J. Yeah. Abrams, yeah. the whole thing. But part of that is... If you weren't dominating those guys, that's pretty scary. Yeah, I don't know. But let's see what happens after a full spring and he's got the opportunity to go. Well, what ho- are you going to do with Gore? What's your plan for him? Uh, right now, well, I hope he's able to come back. A lot of guys never come back from the yips. I mean, you were a Chuck Knobloch fan. 
Guy was a second baseman all star for years. All of a sudden, going to make the throw. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not pushing ask, the panic button. Ask all him. these guys. I mean, it's here again. Sacks. He was supposed to be the Clayton Kershaw of the Padres. A year ago at this time, you and I were talking, saying Patino has a potential to be Pedro Martinez, and Gord's a potential to be Kershaw. Gord, yeah. Gord's taking a step back, unfortunately. Yeah. So, and so now you you hope. I mean, again, right now we thought going into 2021, he was the ace of the staff. Yeah, all things being normal. Even Jace Tingler took his fucking number. Yeah, what do they think about Gore? God, son of a <laughs> son bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, though, I think there's questions for a lot of people. Yeah. As far as the de- development. What did it mean to Abrams? What's it mean to any of those guys? That's a not great having- question. How did the Padres not have any outfielders to, to go to in that system right now? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's really strange. Yeah, for as, they went all in on arms. So I don't know if the feeling is like Renfro signs today with Boston. Yeah. To me, I, I mean, David Dahl the other day came off the market and signed for like not a whole lot of money, no, right? No, and David Dahl was an all star in 19. And so, like, when you're looking at bench depth, for me, I'm going, all right, Mateo and some of these guys you have, man, I don't know. You don't make some kind of play at all. For uh, for David Dahl? I would have. I would have. Yeah. yeah. And even Renfro. Like, Renfro, I don't know what the Red Sox gave him today. I can't imagine it's a huge money. No. I mean. It wasn't. It was, if I'm not mistaken, it was, it was around 3 or $4 million. It was, uh, maybe it's less than that. I looked at it for a brief second. Would you I'll have looked at bringing him back? Um, for no, a little depth? I, I, I I liked him. I think he's one of those guys that is expecting to be a starter, especially with the Padres. I, I don't know. I is mean, he start like, in Boston. And and again, you have DH, but he's and not saying he would be the DH. He's a guy that obviously has a, a great arm and was a Gold Glove outfielder basically for the Pods his last year here. Um, he, it was a disaster for him in Tampa for sure. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess if I'm looking at the outfield right now, you're going to go Fam, Grisham, Myers. You're going to hope to bring back Profar. Yeah. Right. And then Mateo? Yeah, probably. That's your five? Yeah, all right. I mean, I guess. Right? I don't know. Doesn't get leave you much depth. I'm looking for where's where's the pop off the bat? Or uh, off the bench, I mean, Dave. When you when three point one million is what he got. Yeah. All right. But when you are looking at the end of the game and you're kinda you got a guy at second. Right? Yeah. And you're down three to two. You got two outs. I mean, it'd be kind of nice if you had a guy like Renfro coming off the bench, right? I was always a Renfro fan. I mean, I, I understand he, when he went to Tampa, I thought he was going to have a huge year. He didn't. Um, but in Boston, you think of that green monster and you're like, man, how easy is it going to be for this guy to pop him over the fence in uh, Boston? And look, he may go there and hit 195 yeah, and then be. we sit here in a year he's, and go, well, fuck. He's uh, out of baseball. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at him every day. I get it. And they may go, fuck it. That kid's got nothing left. He's not worth 1.3, yeah. much less 3.1. I don't I don't know. And it's been a really slow offseason for all of baseball, right? Yeah. While they're trying to get shit figured out. But I, I guess this team, a lot of things happen. We saw it with Hosmer. We saw it with Machado. That moves happen when spring training starts. God, I would just like if it felt like there was some sense of urgency to to recharge this team. Because whether it's Gore or Paddock or not having enough outfield depth, I look at this team and I go, 
it feels like you're incredibly complacent when you know you're not as good as the Dodgers. So what are you going to do to beat it? Because one of your big components is fucking gone for the whole year yeah. with Tommy John surgery. Yeah. And your other guy apparently has been pitching since December 1st, and we haven't heard shit. Yeah. Right? Lamette's supposed to have been pitching for two fucking weeks. So what's he doing? What's his goddamn story? <laughs> well, a lot of people keep waiting for the announcement that he's going to have Tommy John surgery. Oh, fuck. All right, here's here's an interesting thing they had on uh, MLB Network today. Right. Going into the going into the 2021 season, here's the number of Padre pitchers that have thrown 120 innings in a season. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me hear this. Who do you think is number one who has thrown the, the 120 innings? In like, one season? In one season. Has the most seasons doing it. Uh Oh, fuck. Um, um, mind blanking. The kid from uh, fucking Milwaukee. Yeah, Zach Davies. Zach Davies. Five. Okay. Yeah. Next is Lucchese with three. Paddock with one. Lamette with one. But like Lucchese feels like he's gone too, yeah, right? Yeah, Lucchese has to be gone. So what do you get for him? So, fuck, dude. Right now, I, I don't know. I mean, it's obvious the Padres have turned their back on him. I, I don't hate Lucchese, but the Padres seem to have given up on him. Right now, you're looking at, you know, Gore, Patino, Morihone as guys that could challenge right there for starting God rotation spot. The thing is with all three of those guys, we look at them and we feel like those guys should all be 28 years old because we've been yeah. hearing about them forever. They're all 20, 20, and 21. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't done the research on this, but when you look at a, just a staff, I mean, the staff that I, I think so many baseball people look at, think back to the Braves, right? When yep. they had... When they had Glavin and Smoltz and Avery, and then they went out and made the deal for Maddox, pretty goddamn good, right? Yep. But how old were Smoltz and and Glavin and Avery to a certain extent? Pete Smith, right? Remember yep. they had Pete Zane Smith, Smith. And, and Zane, Zane Smith, Smith? Yep. yeah. But how old were fucking uh, Smoltz and Glavin when they really found their way and started just being studs every five days? I would think both of those guys were probably 23, oh, 24. Yeah. I'm with you. Right? They weren't fucking 20 and 21, which now you look at and you go, okay, well, that's really, really good. Smoltz was, so, it, so I'm looking at Smoltz's numbers right now. His, his first real season, he, he was in 1988, he was 21, he was 2 and 7, but his first real season was 89 at 22 years old. He was 12 and 11. 12 and then what's the next year? What's he after that? 14 and 11, 14, 13, 15, 12, 15, 11, 6 and 10, and then 12 and 7. And then, you know, it, it got uh, impressive in 96 when he was 24 and 8. Yeah. And how old is he at that point? And uh, 29. 29, right? Yep. Like that's a fucking, that's John Smoltz, who's goddamn a stud. Pitcher, cl starter, closer, starter. Yep. Incredible, right? Yep. We all look back and go, God damn, we'd love to have John Smoltz on this team. 29 before yep. he fucking found his way. So I just, I look at, I try to figure out how they have their timetables matched up for the pitching and for the offense. By the time, uh, by the time Hosmer, or by the time Gore and fucking, uh, Gore and, and Patino are 24-25. Yeah. Hosmer's fucking doing afternoons on 97-3. <laughs> right? 
and Machado's got three years left on his deal. It's just really, I don't know, man. Yeah, Avery was only 20 years old when he when he had his first real season. 20? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this right now. I hate to do this. I'm about to fucking yell watching this Monday Night Football game. This <laughs> fourth quarter between Cleveland and the Ravens has been so goddamn fun. What a good night for Cleveland, right? Oh, yeah. Browns never get on Monday Night Football. And this goddamn game has been insane, and they're going to go to overtime, assuming they don't let Dan fucking Bailey roll out to make the well, They've kick. already missed one extra point kick the Browns have in this game. God damn. I know. That would be the win for you. Um, and I, But I think Tucker had one blocked as well. So, by the way, just because I was you know, going through it, Tom Glavin, his first real season was uh, at 22 years old. Okay. So, I mean, it's getting there. Yeah. Depend And, and again, not to imply that Gore, Patino, Maury Hone's going to be Tom Glavin. Glavin's a fucking Hall of Famer. But I'm you, just trying you know, to get... Glavin at five 20-win seasons. God, he's so good. So goddamn good. Yeah. And just not... Uh, and, and Dave, because you had Maddox on that team, he kind of like... Right? Yeah. Shit, was he the two or the three? Was he, was, he was the two. Smoltz was usually the three. They usually wow. went right... They went righty, lefty, righty. How about your number two starter having five 20-win seasons? That's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all three of those guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Crazy as and, hell. And well-deserved. But but that's the thing. I mean, I would like to see – it's not like Trevor Bauer's off the market and has signed anywhere, right? No. It's not like Blake Snell has been traded uh, or any of the Pittsburgh guys that you talked about have been traded, any of these guys. But – Man, I'd like to at some point see a little bit of movement, feel like there's a little sense of urgency, and maybe it comes after the new year where you go, okay, yeah, we got to go out and address some things. This talk, what I was reading today, was that the Dodgers are ready to let uh, either trade Corey Seager or let him walk because of Scott Boris as his agent. Wow. Because he, he, Boris represents both Bellinger and Seager. Yeah. And uh, they said Dude, it's, it's going to be one of those positions that will kill him where they could go out and get one of those other five shortstops that are sitting there right now. Wow. Well, I think if you're the pods, I think you're looking at it and you go, all right, we can live with Nola and uh, and Camposano. If Camposano doesn't quite work out, then you, you can maybe take another lap with Mejia, right? And you go Hosmer and Cronenworth, and Tatis, Machado. You go, okay. We talked about the outfield. You go Fam, Grisham. Myers, assuming those guys stay healthy with Profar in that mix, you go, okay, I can live with that. Um, you look at the bullpen, and you go, yeah, we can live with the bullpen. I mean, we're going to have to have somebody. I don't think they plan on having Pomeranz be the ninth inning guy, but I think they feel like they're okay. But, man, I look at that rotation, and I go, where are we? Yeah. Right? Where the fuck are we? If you go, right now, Dave, I go, if you want to pencil it in, you go, let's say Paddock's your five, Davies is your four, Lamette's a huge question mark. So yeah. to me, I'm looking at one, two, and three. Right? Yeah. Once you once you feel like you're going Usually when you're talking about a pitching staff, you always want to go one, two, and three, and now you're talking about. No, four I got five. it, but yeah. I but I think you're insane if you're gonna to try to tell me that Davies or Paddock are anything more than your four and your five, especially and you can tell me anything you want about what Zach Davies did in the 60. I'm looking at what Zach Davies did in the playoffs. Yeah. For me, I'll go, he's my four. This is the way because I'm a winner. This is the mindset of a winner, not a shithead. 
If you take the mindset of a winner, you go, okay, we'll bring Paddock back, but he's our five. He's don't tell me the sheriff bullshit. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta work your way back in, and right now you're you're at the back end of the rotation, and Davies is right there with you. Uh, if we can bring Lamette back, perfect. We filled in our number two spot because just with the injury concerns, we're gonna put him at two. But now that tells me I gotta go out and get a one, and I gotta go out and get a three. Yeah. And if I can swing a deal to get Blake Snell, and I can sign Bauer. And Lamette pencils in at that three spot. Fuck, I'm feeling oh, you're pretty ready good. To go. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And and I, I think but that's the mindset I should take if I'm ownership. The guy I want to see where he ends up is uh Adam Duvall from the Braves. Right. Guy had How about sixteen that guy? home runs last year, plays left field and plays third base. And uh obviously he was not gonna play third with the pods, but yeah, he's a guy that I'm very curious to know what is the money for a guy like him. He's thirty two years old, he's about the same yeah. age as Tommy Pham. And you go, well, hell, what the hell is, is he going to get? What's Ozuna going to get? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And then it, with all the talk, there's no DH in the National League in 2021. Does that mean Ozuna is going to be uh, is, is going to end up being a guy that's a DH in the American League? How about he used Mc- to be a great fielder, but then his arm hasn't been the same since St. Louis. What did he make of the Mets signing McCann? And letting Riamuto go? Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? Like, you, you get... I mean, you get McCann for four for 40. Yeah. Which, I get it. You're an all-star in 2019. Solid numbers last year, but not a huge track record of success. Oh, he's had really one good year. A couple of years ago, he's non-tendered. Yeah. Like, I'm reading the post about it yesterday because I'm like, James McCann, yeah. 40 million, right? And Real Muto, the feeling was he's 30, but he's going to want a longer deal and more money. And maybe they're going out and getting... The Mets seem to think that they're going to be a player for Springer, George yep. Springer, and maybe be a player for Bauer. So now all of a sudden you go, okay, well, if you're if you're going to take McCann and then go get Springer-Bauer, that's pretty good. But I just uh, – there's a bunch of guys right now that I look at and I go, what's the market for them? It, you're right. So Real Muto, the, the talk is he's looking for something that gives him more than $100 million, whether that's a three-year deal or a four-year deal. Uh, that that's what the market is. The Yankees Phillies are the guys that are rumored to be chasing him the most. The Just the guys I have in front of me, some big names. George Springer to the Mets. Seems like that's yep. the place he's going. Uh, LeMahieu, he's going to end up with the Yankees. Even though but they're $25 the Dodgers, million apart right now. Yeah, they're saying that's that's just the way negotiations are going. I mean, he's your best player on the Yankees right now. Wow. You have Liam Hendricks, the best closer available from the A's, Dodgers, White Sox, Astros, Blue Jays, and Mets. Okay, but let me stop right there yeah. with Hendricks. Hendricks is going to get... Pretty good money. You saw today Greg Holland goes back to the Royals for basically nothing. Yeah. Don't you, like, wouldn't you make a move right now for Trevor Rosenthal? If I was which team? San Diego. Yeah, if I was the Padres, 100% I would. Like, that to me, loved it here, the whole thing. Because I just have a feeling, like, this is my attitude, Dave. You can go, well... Let's see what the market shows before we go out and make an offer to to Trevor Rosenthal. All right. James McCann just got 40 fucking million, right? 10 but million. he plays every day. I got it. He plays every day. But all it's going to take is one of those closers like Hendricks to get a big money deal, and all of a sudden Rosenthal could be off the books. Yep. Or, or be off the board, right? What do you think, Rosenthal? Like, for me, I'm thinking Rosenthal's uh, a two-year, $16 million guy. See, that's what it seemed like everybody was saying. Like, two years, 16. 
And you go, fuck, that's good money. Yeah, Hendrix wants $15 million a year. God damn. That, I go, all right, I got a guy who can throw it 100 fucking miles an hour, found it in the budget of, in the economics of 2021 baseball. That's a guy we want. Knows this clubhouse, yep. fit in well, city loves him, perfect. Get it done, right? Yep. I mean, he's, if you signed him two years, 16, he's making a million less than Drew Pomeranz is making. Yeah. Pomeranz is making nine. Now, yeah. I don't have any issues with that. But I'm just saying, if you're able to get a closer at eight million, who's pretty fucking reliable. He's been, he was reliable last year. He wasn't good for about four years. I got it. You know, So, I mean, that's why I think he makes less than a guy like Pomeranz, who if you wanted him to start, could start as well. He was an all-star as a starter in 2016. No, I got it, which is fine. But but we always talk about smart money. To me, signing uh, signing Rosenthal two years at 16, that's not bad money. No, I, I'm with you. I, I would do that in a second. The last one on this list is uh, Justin Turner, who the talk is he Toronto. wants three years, $51 million. Wow. I think the Dodgers would love Turner to take a one-year deal and then go after Arenado when he opts out of his contract. But it's uh, that from the from him, he obviously wants to stay in Southern California first. But if the Blue Jays are going to give you three years, you're yeah. crazy not to take that money. Yeah, big money. How about the Blue Jays are in on everybody? Pretty fun. I mean, they're going really. I mean, you hear them with Lindor. You're hearing them with with Hendricks. You're hearing them with um, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, God dang it! Who were we just talking about? Um, George Springer. Even you're hearing yeah. him, hearing them everywhere. Zuna, I saw. Yeah, that, that, yeah. The Blue Jays are going for it, and the Blue Jays aren't even playing any games in Toronto this year. No, and and I like it because they have some young guys coming up with Guerrero, Bobachet, right? Yep. Biggio's kid, really good fan base. So yeah, as of now, they're not expected to play. Um, but great ownership group, great city. And they're going to get ready. Rogers Center is going to come down, and they're going to build uh, in Toronto kind of a, a fan-friendly ballpark. I mean, that is – Dave, you've been to Chase Field. Yeah. Chase Field feels like you're in an airline hangar. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Chase Field. Being in the Rogers Center is unbelievable how massive it is because it's just – I mean, you got a freaking hotel out there and, and the whole deal. But that was a fun place to go. But – but if you're going to change it and go smaller ballpark, you probably have to do a roof like you have in Houston or, or some of these other places just because you do have weather up there. Um, but fuck, I don't know. I guess you don't have a roof in Minneapolis. Maybe you don't have to. But yeah, good for those guys, man. It'd be cool if they if they are able to get some of those guys. Yep. Yeah, as you said, they're making some major changes with uh, the Rogers Center, the field, the way they're going to play with brand new kind of turf they're going to yeah. put in. And it will be great for those guys in 2022 when they come back. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to real estate. He knows the real estate market better than anyone else. Saw him on Saturday. Just knocked, yeah. on, just knocked on the door. Said, hey, I'm in the neighborhood showing houses. Just want to step in and say, hey, you guys are doing Brian's that kind of guy. As we mentioned before, the relationship Brian will establish with you, not only finding you the perfect home and a way to sell your house, Brian's the guy that will make sure that you're happy with uh, every step of the process all the way through. He's the guy. He knows real estate better than anyone else in San Diego County. You tell him the neighborhood, the street you want to live on, he will get you there. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Can't think of any way better to start 2021 than by being a homeowner. 
right? I mean, think about it. Uh, Dave said it. The rental market's crazy. But we were talking with friends the other day, Dave, and, and they're looking ahead to their kids' future and having that piece of property in San Diego where the values where you buy it today and you go, holy cow, I don't know. How can I afford that? Well, if you can work it within your budget and you buy that house, talk to your friends who bought houses five years ago, 10 years ago, or talk to their parents if you have access to them and ask them about what the mindset was when they bought that house in La Jolla for $100,000 and now that house is worth probably 10 times that amount. Yeah, the one thing we've noticed in San Diego is property values don't go down. They continue to go up. So why pay somebody else's mortgage when you can pay your own? And just being out and about over the weekend and being in so many different parts, man, just driving around La Mesa, so many great houses that you see, but you're also seeing homes that are up for sale. And right now, finding that perfect home should be your New Year's resolution. Find it in the area you love, whether it's Imperial Beach, Cardiff, Lucadia, no matter where it is, Cleveland. I think a lot of guys in Cleveland tonight crying the blues want out of that city. They're coming here. But you know who can help them find the perfect home? It's Brian Curry. When you find that perfect home, you're going to get that perfect pool to go with it. Tailored made pools, Alan Taylor. Nobody does it better. More than 20 years he's been doing it. He makes your backyard a staycation. Again, don't forget about Tailored May Pools. That perfect pool is waiting for you, and it's Christmas time. What a great gift it would be for you to call Alan Taylor and say, man, we are in. It's going to be a special year for our family. Call Alan Taylor at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, a lot of heartbroken Browns fans tonight, and I just got the text from Amy. We were going to go with the Catherine Bach pool, but that has been changed. We have to do the right thing for all the Browns fans tonight. The Cleveland Browns special. What a beautiful pool. And it was going to be in the shape of Otto Graham. But we feel like it would be more perfect to do it in a teardrop shape. Because man, oh man. (laughs) Man, oh man. The Browns had their chances so many different times. Incredible comeback by Baker Mayfield. But you know what? That son of a gun, Lamar Jackson, on the other side. And you just, the guy's the MVP for a reason. Drafted same same draft, both those guys. Wow, what a night of football. I, I swear, uh, Dave mentioned it. Uh, it was kind of cold, kind of rainy out today. But, man, during the afternoon and tonight, wasn't the weather just insanely perfect? Yep. And as we all continue to be in shutdown mode and we're getting ready for the holidays, uh, no better way to stay at home and keep from driving yourself crazy than by having the ability to swim in your brand new pool. If you want to see what others have done, I always tell you, our website is DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go right up to the sponsors page. Look at the pools that Alan Taylor and his team have built for our friends. You could be the next one. Boy, no better thing to do in 2021 than relax in your own pool. Absolutely. When we talk about how great it would be to own your own home and then at the same time have that perfect pool, Dan Williams wants to help you get out of the rental market. He wants to make it possible for you to own your own home. It's very easy. Dan can walk you through the process. All you have to do is call Dan at 858-688-6813. Again, 858-688-6813. Make sure your finances are in the right order heading into 2021. Well, I sure did. You and I did today. I paid off my car today. Nice. How did and, that feel? Uh, it feels great. I got to tell you, it feels great. And and as somebody that has been pretty open 
telling you that in my 20s, I screwed around and, and didn't pay attention to my credit. And now it's something I'm very focused on. And to be able to, as Dan says, borrow smart, repay smart, pay my car off 18 months ahead of schedule and have one less bill to pay as we head into 2021. And you look at that and you go, okay, well, what does that money do? You start tucking that money aside. You start putting it aside so that when you have the opportunity to go out and let Brian Curry buy you a house, uh, your money's going to be there. And I can't think of anybody that can help you get there faster than Dan Williams. He's been a huge asset for me. He can be a huge asset for you. Get your finances in order. A couple of weeks to go in 2020, but just get such a nice start for 2021. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. All right, don't forget about your website. You have a business right now and the website is struggling. If you have a business idea and you want to start a brand new website, Kyle Fluger is the guy you need to call. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. It's the customer care that your customers demand because so many people are are doing it at such an incredibly high level right now. Is your website doing the same? Is it catching the eye? Is it one that people see immediately when they do a Google search for your product? If it's not, then you're doing it wrong, but Kyle can help you do it right. Give Kyle a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Here's a, here's a radio thing for you that okay. um, is supposed to be coming down this week. Is Colin Coward supposed to be leaving Fox Sports? Where's he going? The talk is, he hasn't announced it, but the rumor is he's going barstool sports. Really? He's going to Barstool, moving to Vegas, doing a big gambling show. That, him and uh, Brent Musburger? And so could be him and Brent. How much do you think Barstool Sports is worth? Dude, those guys have done great. They have. And what's funny... God. I always thought it was Dave Portnay that uh, that ran everything, that yeah. he was the guy. He hired a, a female CEO to run it, yeah. and it has blown up. Boy, I tell you what, I, I got to give credit. When we did... Uh, Fox Sports Radio. Remember, there were a lot of the old-time guys that had been there. One of the guys that came on right before us on Saturday was Mike North. Remember Mike from exactly Chicago? Right. Yes. Dude, absolute legend in this building and cool as shit. And I remember Mike and Chet Kopic, yep. another great fucking guy from Chicago. These goddamn guys, Dave, and I laughed and laughed and laughed when they did this. This has got to be 2014 when we're doing the college football show. They would book Big Cat, which might be Portney. That might be Dave. They would book him on that weekend show, and I was like, wow, look at these guys really shooting for the stars, getting some guy from Barstool Sports. Fucking Chet and Mike North were so far ahead of the curve that they realized those guys, and, and I, whoever that was, really, really funny on the radio, but I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then they came on. Uh, yeah, man. Those guys, they just do it different. Yeah. They just do it different. It's a fun show. It's the show that Lisa's on all the time with those guys. Yeah. I don't, man, I wonder if Barstool needs him. I mean, I guess you could use a name guy, but those guys, like when I tune into their channel on, uh, on Sirius. Yeah. They always have me fucking laughing. Like, they're just completely nuts yeah. across the board. I, I wonder if he fits what they do. He feels much more by the book. He said he's uh, he's, he's a guy in his, his later 50s, mm -hmm. and he says, man, there's nothing I like more than gambling. And so 
Uh, you know, he talks about how much he loves living in L.A., but he's from Las Vegas where he spent a lot of time when he got out of school, he said. And, and this is just the rumor is that he's going to announce uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday where he's going and the, everyone's saying it's Barstool Sports. Uh, so You're not going I, back to ESPN, right? No. So my question is, again, how much do you think Barstool Sports is worth? God, $200 million? $450 million. No shit. How about that shit? Yeah, kind of kind of crazy. All right, let's play the game. How old are they and how much are they worth? December okay. 14th. We're going Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, 26. 31. Really? Yep. Hi, way off. Uh, $800 million. Way off again. $365 million. That's it? <laughs> like, I mean, Dave, yeah. she's a huge... She I is. mean, 365 is a great number, but it just feels like, God, she's everywhere. If the one Jenner sister, both of the Jenner yeah. sisters are $800 million, I would have thought she was right there. All, All right. right, Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie Foxx, uh, 53. Exactly right. Uh, $150 million. Exactly right again. Wow. Look at that. Dude, I love Jamie Foxx. I do too. That's about as talented as you get, right? I'm with you. He's in, that, can he's do in that category. Yep. Dick Van Dyke. This guy's awesome. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. I must say he's 94. 95. Ah, you asshole. Van Dyke. <laughs> you sandbagging son of a bitch. God damn it. 10 million. $50 million. God, good for him. Yeah, you think exactly he ever right. took down Mary Tyler Moore? I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Steve Buscemi, another one of my favorites. Love this dude. 60. 63. Uh, 8 million. $35 million. No shit. Yeah. You know why I love Buscemi? He went back to be a firefighter yeah. after. Yeah. Dude, he's, uh, Buscemi's what we call old school cool, right? Yeah, have you seen, I know you don't watch a lot of Sandler movies. Have you ever seen a now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? No. Okay. He's, he's in that as, uh, it basically, it's funny as shit. Dude, he's so good, man. Dogs. They put him in so many fucking Sandler movies. Yeah. He was great in The Sopranos, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, right? He was great. Woo. All right. Five random questions for you. Okay. What's the last city in the United States you would move to? Uh, Other than City Heights. Oh. Let's um, go major city. All right. Last major city. I'll give you two of them. Okay. I'll give you a mid-market and a, and a large market. My mid-market is going to be Fargo, North Dakota. And my large market would be Philadelphia. I can't think of wor anything worse. Now, my aunt lives in Philly. Yeah. I've been to Philly. I had a fun time. I can't think of anything worse than having to live there. I'm with you. Philly's pretty bad. That's not my number one, though. My number one, Dan Williams is going to hate me when Detroit? I say this. Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> Detroit is a shithole, man. <laughs> Detroit. I would never want to be in Detroit. And have Dan can say whatever the fuck he wants. There's a reason he lives in San Diego, not Detroit. Because he'd have to be a Wings fan, <sighs> a Lions fan, Tigers fan. Pistons fan. It looks so dangerous. <laughs> Everything about Detroit just looks so fucking dangerous. It, you, Dave, did you know snow? Like when snow gets mixed with dirt, and it's yeah. kind of that slush, and it's just kind of that yeah. brown snow. Feels like every time you see a picture of Detroit, it's just covered in brown snow. Yeah, and everybody's uh, angry as fuck. Yeah, there's no white Christmas there. Okay, All right. yelling at Henry Ford. Not, not counting Canada. What country would you move to if you ever decided to leave the United States? Oh, uh, if I can't move there, where would I go? Um, I moved to London for a while, which I was there for a year. And you would think that's probably the easiest one to move to. Man, if you're a sports fan, and, and I, I'm sure it's changed a lot since the last time I was there. 
God, you turn it on and they're playing snooker, which is like <laughs> pool and cricket and darts. And you're just like, ah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I could move back to London. Uh, London would probably be it. Either there or, you know, Hong Kong. Because <laughs> I'd fit in. <laughs> Beijing, North Korea. Um, yeah. No, you know where, Dave? I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know. It'd be really, really weird. I tell you what, maybe the coolest country, the coolest city that I've ever been to is, is Lisbon in Portugal. Really? Right by the water. Fuck, yeah. the people were great. Yeah, I'm going to skip London. I'm going to say I'd move to Portugal. Okay. Lisbon's pretty good. Where are you going? I'm probably going to Italy. Uh, probably yeah, going. I've never been there, but I, yeah. And my I'm, wife speaks fluently, so she, she can does? Help me out. Yeah. How she cool is Italian. that? Oh, yeah. And she actually has dual citizenship. So, wow. so if, uh, yeah, if we ever made a run for it, that would be, uh, that would, that, that would be bad. Be it. I like that. Okay. All right. What's your least favorite food? Or uh, which food do you hate the most? I cauliflower. Cauliflower. My kids can eat cauliflower all day long and they love reminding How can they me of it. I dislike it. It seems like it doesn't much of a flavor. No, I know. It's just like, it feels like it's eating a little rat brain. The whole, the way it looks, just feels like it's a little rat brain, like a little brain of a possum. I'm like, I don't want it. There's, yeah, there's nothing to it. What the benefit of that? How about you? Oh, um, you know what's funny, man? It's Velveeta cheese, dude. Uh, it's pretty bad. Oh, my God. Dude, it's one of those things. If you were to, to when I walk by in the grocery store, dude, I, ga yeah. I gag, man. On it. I remember my dad bought it once, put it in the refrigerator. Uh. I was like, what the fuck am I about to put it in my mouth? It's it's the worst thing ever. I hate the fact they even run commercials for it. I'm like, that's yeah. the worst shit of all time. I uh, would never da date a girl that bought that shit and kept uh, it in her house. Yeah, what's going There's so many different options right there. Yeah. God, I mean, I know Hickory Farms is out of business, fuck. but. Try to be creative. <laughs> All right. Last question of the night. What movie did you watch with your kids last Thursday? Uh, we watched The Santa Claus. Scott Calvin. Okay. Fucking awesome. Did they like always. it? Oh, yeah. They've seen it before. Okay. They watched that. And then Saturday night, we went to Home Alone. Oh, good. Because that's, that's awesome. And, uh, and then you just said that's something you would want to put in your mouth. I don't know what's the matter with this goddamn show. Yesterday... I'm watching CBS. <laughs> I'm watching Tony Romo and Jim Nance. Yeah. And Romo goes, uh, uh, they really like the tight ends here, Jim. They really like the tight ends. And Nance goes, well, that's kind of what I said. You've been rubbing off on me. And I immediately texted you guys. I'm like, what's going on with CBS? What's the matter with me? Why can't guys just have a basic conversation and talk about the tight end who's an important member of the <laughs> offense. And uh, and then have another guy say to you know his friend, you're rubbing off on me. And why why did I find that so amusing? I was so embarrassed for myself. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, thank you again to, to Kathy for yes. saying hello. And thank nice. you to John uh, for supporting this show. We appreciate it very, very much. All right. We'll see you on Wednesday night, everybody.
So 